guys. Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And I really hope you enjoyed the Whittington Brothers episode last Thursday. I know yes. I liked it a lot. And, it, you know, when you were telling me the story, and I'm like, God, these names sound kind of familiar. It's familiar, but I don't really know where it's going. And then as soon as I looked up the picture of that 935, you knew the I story. was like, I knew I knew well, it right you then. you probably didn't know the whole story. No, I did not. But I knew the story of that car you knew the and, context and the brothers. That. Yeah. But I didn't know that they had bought the car from the guy with a, <laughs> here, go get your own money out of this duffel bag. I love that they told him to go get the money, not just like, oh, here you go. All right. Okay, go get your own go get damn your, money. We're so rich, you can go get our money. <laughs> <laughs> so if you missed that episode, you know, check it out. It's a great one, especially yeah. if you're a, if you like Porsche. It is a great episode. Um, I want to remind everybody to visit patreon.com slash overcrest. You'll notice that we don't have any sponsors anymore. And that's something we're going to try and do is we're going to try and... Um, curate the uh, the podcast more towards you guys. So we right. want to get your support and we're going to start uh, really putting things out on the um, on the Patreon. We kind of been screwing up the live thing we, we've been trying to do. That, yeah, I'll take fault for that. Technology oh, and Yeah, other so we're going to try and get the live thing going so you guys can uh, at the Patreon that have signed up can see us live when we're doing the podcast. We've got shirts for you guys. We've got prints for you guys. Yep. Um, I should actually put up some sort of private gallery so people can maybe look at some stuff. I'll give people prints at my wholesale cost if they sure. want to order more. We'll figure something out. I'll yep. continue to try and do things for you guys. Um, I mean, I've posted uh, some private photos there, not of myself. If that's what you're thinking, <laughs> um, just some some private. Not, that was the only sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> just stuff that I can't really show anybody else, but I trust my trust the Patreon subscribers to right. take a look at them. Some images and of cars and roads and and things like that. So we're trying to put some stuff over there. Obviously, if you don't want to, that's cool. We're going to keep publishing the podcast every week. Absolutely. But we could really use your support. It's only five or ten bucks a month. Yep. So it's half of what you pay for Netflix and. And we're almost as awesome as Netflix is, so it works I out really well. I think we are. Yeah, I agree with you. So this episode is going to be kind of interesting. It's you. You told me, oh, this is a hodgepodge, but I'm I'm excited for the like variety. Yeah, we have a lot going on today. We do. So we're going to start out with listener questions. We're all, I'm almost going to guarantee that. Why are we going to? Sk- I got something to talk about. Like, like, like right here, Chris. Already tired of trying to sell the nine nine six. Says right there. I want to talk about that before we go into listener questions. Okay. <laughs> I was just going down the list of items here. Well, it's right here. It says, Chris, literally nothing, but I've been writing. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're just trying to let everybody know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to have some... Sometimes we, we introduce a show. Yeah, we do sometimes. This was the new thing I wanted to do, <laughs> is, is is let everybody know what's coming up so they know what to expect. I, I estimate that this episode will run long. Because um, we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk okay. about. Listener questions. We're going to play a game of, um, I'm going to quiz Jake on some badges from cars. So we'll so, call it like automotive branding trivia? Yeah, like the Mark trivia or something like that. You're going to sure. have to guess the badge as I'm going to describe it and its history. And you can try and figure out which one it is. I'm excited and, for that. And then we're going to wrap it up with some news. So. Uh, oh, and I have a Craigslist car of the week that I want to get to. And we'll wrap that up at the end. So, uh yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so this. since you interrupted me, what are you so excited to talk about? <laughs> I'm really not excited about this at all because it sucks. I'm I'm inundated with idiots <laughs> with this 996 <laughs> that I'm trying to sell. So it's, this is the white car that you flew down, drove back, had. Yep. You you actually put a lot of work into this car too. I do. I I have put a lot of work into it to make it nice, and it is a nice it's car. It's very nice. Um, the I think we do. It was probably episode we, 50 something. Yeah, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about it quite a bit. It's like I am a living meme might be the episode name. Maybe. I don't know. You can go back and look at it. It's in the description if you want to listen to it. Right. It's a pretty good episode where I talk about the road trip, bringing the car back. Anyway, all day, every day, I get a notification on Facebook that says, 
is this car still available? Right. Yes, this car is still available. That's it. That's as far know, as the conversation goes. Do you know goes. why that is? And this drives me nuts. With Facebook Marketplace, there's a button that says, are you interested? And all you have to do is click yes, and it'll send the seller an automated message that says that. Oh, my God. It's awful. It's very, very so stupid. That coupled with all the spam I'm getting and I'm getting phone calls that are like, yeah. hey, we can sell your car for you. I know. I, I just... I tried to get Westside to take it. I'm like, please, just give me some money for this car. Please take uh -oh. this. They're like, yeah, we don't want that thing. <laughs> we can't. It's too, it's too high miles, too old. You know, it's just not something that they're going to be able to sell on their lot. You know, it's too high miles. They sell stuff that's low mile right. or warranty. You know, it's just kind of what suppose. that's kind of what they do. So I couldn't do it there. So now I'm just like deal. I'm dealt with this guy from Canada who's like, yeah, I pull up the Carfax and it's got a lemon. I'm like, oh, so I look at the Carfax. You know what the lemon is for? <laughs> what the fuel sender was replaced three times, so they bought the car back. And he's oh. like, sorry, I'm just going to have to not be interested. I, I don't trust that the car is reliable, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, it has 193,000 miles ago. <laughs> it was, the, the buyback was at 40,000 miles. So for less, 150,000 miles, it's, it's been, been fine. fine. Yeah. What is, uh, so it's like, I don't know. I'm just really getting, I don't, I'm really you tired of it. You seem a little upset. I'm just tired of it. It's it's yep. it's all the Craigslist and the tire kickers. And some guy was like, yeah, I'm really, really interested in it. I want you to, let's get together. I'm like, let's, okay, let's meet at 3.30. We'll meet in Maple Grove. He's like, great. And then like 10 minutes later, he's like, actually, I got to buy a Bobcat instead. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> that is a like, completely different direction. I'm like, what is going on? I so, know. I mean, and no, the I'm sad not, like, reality is that that is kind of what you have to expect now for selling a car on Craigslist or social media. I wonder if it was else. like this back in the day when you had a newspaper. Oh, absolutely not. Like if you had like a phone number and a little picture and a little thing, nobody would just call up and be like, is, is, is this still available? And then <laughs> hang, hang up. up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is? I was just wondering. <laughs> Goodbye. Click. That never. That, uh. Right. No, I know. <laughs> Who well, are I, these people? I, I don't know. You're, it's and a it's, good point. It's, it's like whether why? it's a car or a couch or a tool. It doesn't matter. Everybody is a tool. That's what it is. Everybody <laughs> is a tool. Anyway, that's it. I don't. I don't want to, you know, harp on that too much. But, um, yeah, that's that's been my basically my week. Okay. So that's about it. And I've been driving the 911 every day. That's my, exciting. My car. Um, yeah. I haven't washed it since I got back. Yeah, it, it still looks dirty. I parked still, next to it again. It is extremely dirty. It looks just like it did when I got back from <laughs> Rensport, which is fine with me. So I got to take it back to the body shop to have them fix a couple of things. I'm just and I'm kind of irritated about it. So, so I'm, you're just putting it off. I'm just, well, I'm, I'm putting that off, but I'm also going to leave it dirty when I give it to them as kind of a f you. So they can they can have it dirty before they have Don't to. Don't do you want to do that before the snow flies and the salt roads and? So it's going to take them a while. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it really matters. So you just want to drive it and then leave it there for a while. I'll just drive it and leave it there. I'll look at, once the weather forecast says a bunch of snow is coming. I'll take it down there and drop it off. Sure, so. that makes sense. All right. So next up, you want to do this guess the mark? I'm excited for this. I do. So I've got five cars. Or five automotive marks. Sure. And the thing is, I'm going to try and read this without revealing too much information because if I just read you this, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's that. So you have to redact So I have to redact here. myself. So hopefully I'm not reading this and I don't just let the, the mark spill. That's why I have five of them because I assume I'm going to screw at least one of them up. <laughs> okay. So they go from, I, will... I think they go from uh, easiest to hardest. Actually, I got to move this one because this one's way too easy. All right. So we go from easiest to hardest. I didn't do hardest. good with our last guessing game. No, you did bad. 
All right. That's and I, if you're listening along and playing along, let us know how you do. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Let me know if you, how many out of the five you guys you guys get. All right, go. All right, this is one of the world's best known marks and is celebrated supercars where one of the industry's most easily recognizable emblems, the famous prancing horse. To be more exact, this company's badge is a black horse rearing on its hind legs Ferrari. above the word. Guess at the end. It'll be more fun. Well, I didn't need any more. Okay. So, well, I'm just going to go through the history of the badge a little bit then. Cool. You're drunk. Are you mm. drunk? He's over there no, sipping scotch. Um, <laughs> to be more exact, Ferrari's badge is a black horse rearing on its hind legs above the word Ferrari, or the initials SF, which stands for Scuderia Ferrari. With, Scuderia. With three thin stripes that represent the Italian flag along mm -hmm. the top. The whole arrangement is usually mounted in a yellow shield or box. The badge dates back to before the birth of Ferrari. Founder Enzo Ferrari was racing for Alfa Romeo in 1923 and met Countess Paolo, Paulina, mother of Italian first, war, first World War aristocratic flying ace Francesco Baracca. Huh. She asked him to use a prancing horse on his car because it had been the symbol painted on the side of her son's biplane. The horse was probably used because Baracca had officially been a member of the Italian cavalry. That's kind of cool. The emblem was supposed to bring good luck. Although, sadly, the young airman was actually shot down and killed after 34 victorious duels. That's a pretty good record. I was going to 34 seems pretty lucky. 34 and 1. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, the fiercely patriotic Ferrari adopted the lucky horse on its own racing cars and added a yellow background, the official color of the city of Modena near the Ferrari factory. Modena. Today, the black horse on a yellow shield usually appears on a steering wheel, bosses and front wings while the horse by itself is likely to adorn the hood and trunk okay so that one's really really easy sure all right so we're gonna go it's gonna get a little bit it's gonna get a little bit harder and then gonna, i can make it really hard if you want because there's no. there's some obscure right. stuff in here i'm sure there is i'll just bite my tongue till the end yeah just guess at the end it'll be better because if you get it wrong early Right. You're wrong. And, and there's a lot more nobody. information. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. So you, wait, it'll be to your benefit to wait. Because there's some of these where you would guess and then maybe you were wrong. All right. This soul-based company didn't start making cars until 1967. Mm -hmm. Chung Ju Young started this company to build the Cortina sure. in Korea in association with Ford. In the 1970s, he hired foreign Austin Morris boss George Turnbull to lead development of the first car. In 1975, this company produced South Korea's first mass-produced vehicle. A combination of great value and well-built cars quickly propelled the company to the top vision of global automotive manufacturers, currently operating in more than 180 countries. This company's badge, look, I almost let it go. Mm -hmm. This company's badge looks like a simple H, the initial letter of the company's name. At a casual glance, it seems a little similar to the Honda logo, and you might think a, dream, a designer dreamed it up without much consideration. But of course, multinational motor manufacturers apply much more sophisticated thought to the development of their logos. This company's name is a Korean word meaning modernity. The hidden thought behind the apparently simple logo is that stylized H, which sits, sits within an oval, which symbolizes the company as a worldwide company. Moreover, the letter is slanted to the right, suggesting progressive forward motion. Mm -hmm. The company also suggests that the shape of the H implies two people shaking hands. One is a satisfied customer, while the other is, of course, a salesman. Of Hyundai. That's correct. I knew it was either Hyundai or Kia when you said Seoul, because yep, they're yep. both Korean, and it took me until the H. That's right. So, My favorite ad campaign was probably 10 years ago. I think it was a Super Bowl ad when they were like really pushing their marketing in the U.S., and they go, Hyundai, pronounced like Sunday. <laughs> Do you remember this? Because no don't. one could pronounce it. They were like, Hyundai? Because they all thought, you know, like, oh, it's Korean Hyundai. Honestly, I'd rather have a Sunday. Sunday a than Sunday a Hyundai. A Sunday than a Hyundai? Yeah. yeah. All right. 
In the 1980s, Japanese motoring marks tried to heighten their appeal to the lucrative American market by devising upscale, accessible brand names. This company was created in 1986 to serve as a luxury to, a sub, to another sub-brand. Hmm. A special team at the San Francisco-based consultancy Name Lab had carefully devised the I name. I got it. The prefix implies an, a precise and matched the new brand's slogan, Precision Crafted Performance. The lofty claim to support... The lo this lofty claim to superlative and meticulous engineering seemed to fit with the company's legendary supercar. Of course, the brand name came with a new logo. The badge is like a futuristic letter within a squashed circle. The design is simple, with sharply defined line work, a very striking similarity to the parent company. So much so that some people thought that this badge depicted a distorted version of the other. Yep. There are other ways of deciphering this badge, the, 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 it's hard to like leave I out know. all the names. This the, company. The parent company claims it represents an upright pair of design engineers' calipers, a device with hinged <laughs> legs like a compass. The initial badges for this company w were missing the tiny horizontal bar joining the two uprights. Company head Sochiro, Sochiro, you know what it is anyway. Yeah, I do. Head of the company is Sochiro Honda. Yeah. ordered the immediate recall of these, and the first batch of new cars had to have their badges pr pried off and no replaced kidding. with a slightly adjusted logo. <laughs> so. I mean, that's attention to detail right there. So you're, of course, talking about Acura. When yeah. you said Japanese upscale market, I either thought Infinity, Lexus, or Acura. Yes. Let's see here. Page next. Next. Up. Next up. I'm trying to make this so you can actually get them, and it's not just right. I want you maybe feel, the last. One I want you, you to feel just like I want you to feel good about yourself. Thank you. Yeah, self-esteem booster. All right. Pioneering Michigan engineer uh -huh. Ransom founded this company in 1897, okay. making it one of the world's first car manufacturers. In this, in those early days, this company produced steam, gas, and electric automobiles, and created one of the world's first car assembly lines. The products rolling out of this factory would soon become known as. At the time, this first car badge was a the first car badge for this company was a charmingly decorative design typical of the period, featuring the company's name on a scroll across an ornate shield. However, this company's independence didn't last long. By 1908, it was part of another company, where it remained for the rest of its 107-year history. Mm. During this time, the enduringly popular mark built more than 35 million cars. Mm. This company's badges changed completely over the generations as design trends came and went. Pre-war cars carried a complicated emblem, cramming elephants... Elephants. <laughs> so many elephants. Now I'm way off. <laughs> cramming elements, including a winged spur, three acorns, the lamp of knowledge, and a micrometer into one crest. Wow. Yeah. Okay. After the Second World War, the badge featured one of the most exciting symbols of the era, a rocket circling to the Earth. This was followed in 1960s by a graphic representation of a rocket. Finally, in 1996, the parent company switched the insignia once more. The new logo was in the style of a new Japanese car company's, a circle with a diagonal slash across it, described by the company as a soaring rocket with a gentle oval. I didn't get it until just now. Sadly, the company's sales did, did the opposite of soar, and the mark was retired in 2004. Oldsmobile. That's right. I didn't, I, and it makes sense because they had like the Oldsmobile rocket and the Super 88 rocket, and those were their cars, of right. course, with the rocket insignia. All right. All right. Last one. Or we can maybe do a couple more. We'll see how it goes. See if you, if you like I this. I like these. You I think like they're this? fun, and right, I, we'll I do, hope the listeners like them, too. We'll do, we'll do a couple more. I hope people are yelling at the radio. I, I hope yeah. some people are confused. Our, 
this company was founded by Austrian Italian engineer and designer Carlo. He had, he had previously been involved in motorsports, particularly motorcycle racing, in which he won five European championship titles mm. until serious accidents in 1930 and 1939 forced his retirement. After starting out as a racing team that developed parts for production cars, the company relocated to Turin, Italy in April of 1951. Mm. The fierce Scorpion emblem, which provides the principal feature for the mark, was chosen by... Um, the Mark guy himself, <laughs> as it was a zodiacal birth sign. Uh -huh. The story goes that he also felt it was an ugly creature that would not be intimidated by other Marks, an appropriate <laughs> quality considering the company's close association with the world of automobile racing. The shield emblem, common a common component of car mark design, represents both prestige and victory, while the red and yellow halves represent the energy and passion behind the design of the cars. Finally, the Italian flag is represented by three green, white, and red stripes below the company's name and in the top portion of the shield. Although he was born in Austria, he was extremely passionate about the strong automotive heritage enriched in Italian culture. The company is now fully owned by fully owned subsidiary of Fiat Chrysler Automobiles yes. after being sold to Fiat in August of 1971. That is, of course, Abarth. That is correct. I did not realize they were Austrian previously. I did not. So I'm going to throw a couple tough ones sure. at you now. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Um, that one might not be too tough. How hard do you want it to be? <laughs> I want to have heard of the company and seen the badge. Okay, that's that's the requirement. All right. Um, so a company called Great Wall is probably not. probably not great. I'm assuming it's out of China, though. Yeah, probably. All right. Um, let's see if I can find one that I've heard of, but is pretty obscure. Mm -hmm. Okay, this one is this one you 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 will never get that. That's not even fair. Um, <laughs> Um, oh, here we go. We'll try this one. One of the most influential British motoring brands began with this car in 1904. Huh. A two-seater that had the unusual feature of a backbone rather than a chassis and no suspension at all in the back and ended rather quietly with the badge being laid to rest during a series of international takeovers and amalgamations. The last model was the 75, an executive car which finished production in 2005. Mm. The fledgling company had adopted. <laughs> had adopted. You, you were like, "Yeah, I got this." No, I don't. <laughs> the fledgling company had adopted a Viking emblem as a symbol of the of their car back in the day. At first, its bicycles and motorbikes wore a Viking style shield. Car badges showed a Viking warrior, then later a Viking longship in the figurehead. From 1922, these customers were offered a radiator top figure of a Viking in a winged helmet as an extra, costing one pound. That's cool. From 1929, the Viking ship was the main emblem of the company. This was the logo on, on the Light 6 of 1930 mm -hmm. that raced the blue train across France from Calais to Cannes as a promotional stunt. The sporty sedan won the 750-mile marathon by 20 minutes. That's cool. The badge evolved with changing fortunes of the company. In the golden era of the 50s, this company's sedans were driven by royalty and were a flamboyant longboat crest. As times became tougher, the badge became simpler. Finally, it was just a graphic representation of a longboat in silver with a red sail mounted on a black plinth. This brand is now the property of Tata Motors Limited, an mm. Indian company, and for the time being has been retired from duty. I so right away I was thinking Morgan for some reason when you talked about the spine and that is incorrect. I know that is, and I'm trying to think. I should know. It's British, somewhat obscure, and now owned by Tata Motors, and it's defunct. They own the brand, but that's it. No, I might have to pass on this one. 
Rover. Rover. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen. I mean, I've seen this. Yeah, badge. I've seen that too. It's it's pretty obscure. Do you want any more? Or do you want to move on? Let's do one, one more. One more. How hard do you want it to be? Do you want it to be hard or interesting? Uh, interesting. Interesting. All sure. Right. Maybe, uh, maybe not do as that obscure one. as the Rover one. That was not that obscure. That wasn't that obscure. You're right. That was that was the that was the correct okay. amount of challenge. Let's do. Let me just skim this quick. Blah 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 blah. Now that's too obvious. All right, we'll do this one. I read this one earlier, and I thought it was interesting. Okay. America's oldest surviving motoring brand has today been relegated to a strategic a strategic park part of its motoring uh, of its parent company's empire. Hmm. The, this badge is used on the parent company's premium vehicles to lift them above the mainstream level, but only, but with introducing. Wow, this is a tough read. Yeah. But without intruding into the lofty region occupied by another one of its brands, Scottish American. Hmm. David, a Michigan-based company, made his first vehicle at the end of the 19th century. It soon became the biggest producer in the United States and pioneered the first overhead valve engine. The successful company bought up up smaller rivals and called its new conglomeration, parent company name here. Sure. This brand in the 30s featured a dashing silver figure as... Oh, this brand featured a dashing silver figure as a radiator mascot in the 30s. But the most enduring symbol of the mark is the tri-shield. This is an arrangement of three shields in a diagonal formation. The shields themselves are each split by a diagonal silver band. The logo is derived from David's Scottish family coat of arms, which was a red shield split by a diagonal line with a stag above the cross below. I want a family crest. Can someone just design me one? I know, right? I'm Welsh. I bet I have one. I'm sure you do. I have to figure it out. Right. A single shield with its motif was introduced in the 1930s. Previously, they had simply worn the the name as their emblem. The single shield became three in 1959 to represent the March three main models. Originally, the trio were were colored a patriotic red, white, and blue, but today the badge is simply a chrome outline of the three within a circle. Surveys conducted in the USA have found that this brand's tri-shield is one of the most recognizable and trusted auto badges. Really? (laughs) I, I would say once you know it. Yeah, I'm trying to... Do you want a hint? Do you need a hint? Do you need a lifeline? Wait, Three shields, red, white, and blue. I know. Lined up together. This one is so obvious. It's not like Camaro, is it? No. No. Absolutely not. Do you give up? Do you want a hint? It's a GM car. You can't. You just got nothing. I figured that, too. I mean, it's not Cadillac. Are you ready? Yeah? Oh, Buick. Buick. I totally forgot about Buick. <laughs> <laughs> that means their marketing is not working. Yeah, okay. All right, so we'll return to this. I want to thank... I liked uh, that. I want to uh, thank Chad for lending me that book. I saw it sitting on his uh, <laughs> at a shop, and it occurred to me that would be that would be fun. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we got some uh, listener questions. By the way, good job you got four out of six. Right, thank you. Wait, no, four, five out of seven. We did seven. I think you're right. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I mean, that's a pretty good grade. We'll see what the average of our listeners are. Probably less than you. I think you did pretty good. Well, Not to you. count our listeners out. I think you did all right. <laughs> I think I maybe made it too easy, but I hope you, no, I'd like that. The, hope you learned a little I bit. I obviously about. didn't know the, the later ones. So, um, yeah, let's move on to some of our listener questions. And we really do like you guys kind of reaching out and, you know, questioning things or telling us some of your thoughts. And it's giving been us more some and more content. lately. It's been great. Yeah. And we like that. So keep it up. Um, I'll go ahead and read this, I guess. Uh, so 
This is Anthony. He says, I just thought I'd write in from the land of Australia, 22 years old, and drive a 1978 Triumph TR7. It's right up your alley. It is. I've binge listened to every episode of your podcast on Spotify over the last couple weeks and wanted to hear your guys' opinion. I wonder if he hears our voices in his sleep if he's listened to 60 episodes in two weeks. You're right. That is quite a binge, Anthony. I like uh, it. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it, I guess. I wonder what he's doing while he listens. I hope he's working on his TR7. A lot. He probably yeah. is. If it's a TR7, because he's probably you working. Have to because yeah. it's a triumph. Yeah. Um, oh, was my joke too predictable? <laughs> they're getting there. All right, let's okay. go. Uh, he wanted to hear our opinion on car builds that objectively make no sense. I spent years rebuilding the same eight-valve, eight two-liter four-cylinder in my little Triumph multiple times, and now I'm finally rounding the completion of my project, changing from my twin-carb setup to a completely custom fuel injection setup. While I haven't gained a lot of a lot from doing things this way, I would have picked up a lot more power from just getting a bigger and better engine. I'm stoked at how far my car has come, and, tho and thought it'd be worth hearing input from you guys on what you think of builds that objectively make no sense. So, Anthony, the first thing this is right up my alley. This is me. It's you. It is me. Well, I was going to say that he says, I haven't gained a lot from doing things this way. And I, I just want to say that is absolutely not true. Yeah. He's gained, I mean, you've gained things personally. You've gained knowledge. You've gained knowledge not only of the car, but knowledge that applies to other things. Plus, obviously, you've learned patience. <laughs> yeah, so patience, I wouldn't, yeah, fuel injection system. Um, if Anthony, I don't know if you know, but I had a 1978 MG Midget that also had a less than uh, two liter. It was an eight valve, 1.8 liter four cylinder that I also went from a two carb to actually a single carb and then turbocharged, which makes no sense whatsoever and gained no power and lost all drivability. <laughs> so I get it and there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's you know, it's feudal builds don't really, it doesn't matter, just do it. Like I've thrown, it's, my motor has probably got I don't know, $14,000 into it, you okay. know, my short stroke engine. Right. And that's, or maybe a little bit less. That's with all me doing my own work. Right. You know, and just buying parts and stuff like that. The cost per dollar on a 911 engine, can oh, you, it's terrible. Could you imagine putting $10,000 into an LS1 or an LT1 or something like that? It'd Some be small crazy. Block, it would be, you'd have a thousand, you'd have 1,500 <laughs> horsepower. So it doesn't, you know, it's all relative. Do you, I don't, I don't like that he thinks that he hasn't gained anything because, right. I mean, I know that he's talking about the power, like yeah. he hasn't gained anything with the engine, but obviously you enjoy what you're doing. Keep doing it. Yes. Yeah. That's TR7 is the wedge, right? I have no idea. I'm it's not TR6 a Triumph is guy. the cool looking one. <laughs> In my opinion, <laughs> TR6 is the one where it's like kind of got the bulbous. It's got a little fender flares to it. It's got the oh, that the thing's classic cool. British thing. I like Seven it. is the wedge, right? Oh my gosh, here's a kit car, kit car Ferrari F40 built on a Triumph body. So yes, it's clearly the wedge. Oh one. my god, <laughs> I'm gonna send this to you right now so you can see this. Oh please load, please load. Where are you? There you are. Look okay. at this thing. It is a. Triumph TR40 kit car based on a Triumph TR7 convertible with a with a Rover. Uh, <laughs> it's three so hideous. V8 engine first registered in '81. Oh boy, 500 cc manual. So TR7s. I didn't realize they made a hardtop. Yeah, that's cool, isn't I it? I like the hardtop version. That's really cool. Yeah, these are kind of neat. I I I think they kind of look like that Fiat. What is that Fiat I'm thinking of? <sighs> oh, the X1. Something or nine, another. the one that's four. It, yeah, the X nineteen. That's what that's is what it is. Yeah, it's okay. the one that's got the same engine that was in my Yugo, except it was which, a, which had is, a little bit more displacement. Sure. 
So, yeah, I like those things. Anyway, keep on doing it, man. No big yeah, deal. and thanks for hearing. Just don't turn it into an F-40 kick car. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hideous. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it the same Anthony, Chris, or it's do we have another Anthony? It is a different Anthony. We've Popular got a lot of Anthonys. Popular with Anthonys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so he says, I have a question I've been meaning to ask for a while. I guess it's more directed at Chris. How do you balance your roles and responsibility as a father with your passion for cars and wrenching time? Um, it's fine, honestly. It's it's not difficult. I, I try to bring the kids out to the garage to help. You know, right. when there's something that they can do, I try to get them out there. Absolutely. You know, when it's like the other day, she's like, her tires were flat on her tricycle or whatever, just for example. I'm like, you can do this. So I taught her how to undo the valve stem and drag the air hose over and fill up the tire <laughs> herself. So anything that I think that their little fingers can do, I try to get them to do it and try to get them involved. Um, otherwise, they're just inside reading books while I'm out wrenching. Um, typically, a lot of stuff when the car's up in the air, they're not really involved with any of that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's he says wrenching time, but I don't know if he means like when I'm gone for like two weeks on a I road trip or think so because most people don't do that i think he's just trying to relate like okay come home from his day job and he could be spending time with his kids but he wants to be out in the garage and i think I your your thought of you know get him involved with it yeah is is a good point i, I kind of have a unique case because i work from home right so i'm around my kids all the time anyway so it's i try to get them involved but even if you have a day job you want to go home you have kids you want them to work with you get them out there you know what what you love they will love it right. doesn't matter, especially as they're younger kids. They will love whatever it is that you well, love. Whatever enthusiasm is uh, definitely contagious. Right. They don't care. They just want to be with you and whatever. That's just Besides, bring them small out. hands are really good at finding parts that you can't reach. I have not had to experience that <laughs> yet, but that is a great idea. <laughs> All right. One more listener. You guys, thoughts the, on the new Lancia Deltas? That's John Hansen. Um, I think we can kind of just broaden this to what do you think of all the the retro throwback cars that are being built, whether it's that new 993 Porsche bot or the new Jaguar E-Type that you can get. Not the E-Type. It's like a lightweight thing with the one that's all riveted together. Oh, yeah. No, it is. Uh, it's the Eagle something, right? Yeah, I'm not sure, but it's just like you, it's like an old car. It's like I new. sweet. The Lexi like Delta is, I think it's a new chassis. Yes, it is. But it's like all these kind of, I think Actually, people, it's based on a Ferrari 458 chassis, that's I believe. It. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, I personally think that's pretty cool. I think right. that's cooler than bringing a car that's already like an old car and redoing it and restoring it at the factory to something that can't be driven because it doesn't have a VIN number. Like a 993. Like a 993 or those thing. Jaguar cars. Or the, they're doing an Aston Martin that's as true. well. Yes. So all those kind of cars don't really do much for me, but the Lancia does because you'll actually be able to go drive that thing. However, I think it's very, very expensive because you have to buy. Oh, the, yeah. You have to buy the car and then I think they make it for you or something. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, if it is like so unique, you imagine like getting in a crash and saying, I need a new fender for my 2019 Lancia Delta. <laughs> anyway. All right. We do have one more. It's just on the next page. Shane says, how Hyundai is better than Porsche? Third-party ratings and how they are cherry-picked so that anything can be much lauded success in an advertisement. That's nothing new. That's I mean, so he he constantly ribs me on this, and he really? keeps yeah. So he basically he sends me he's like, hey, look, Hyundai rated better than Porsche and this, this, and that, and this, and that. <laughs> and it's um, he said to me, Hyundai is quantifiably better than Porsche. And then he sent me a JD Power thing about how people like Kia and Hyundai's multimedia inf infotainment systems better than the Porsche one. And I'm just like, come on. Hyundai is not even in the same segment. And even if it's the Genesis, it's still not in the same segment. Right. And then you look at like uh, JD Power, um, 
what what they judge by, and it's it's like uh, what do they what do they go by? Interior, exterior, mechanical, and features and controls. Right. There's no these guys are so they must be a bunch of engineers or something. It's very quantitative, but not th- qualitative. That's exactly exactly right. And that you can't look at a lot of the cars that are on the lower half of the list like that. Whether it's um, a Porsche or um, a Ferrari or any of that kind of stuff that's more of like a, a niche car, kind of cutting edge. They don't really – you can't look at that car and be like, well, its interior is pretty good. The mechanicals are great. The features – well, it breaks down every six weeks. So it doesn't matter. It's it's an esoteric thing that is one of the reasons why these cars sell so well. So there's the, – bottom, bottom line for Shane, I will give you a key to a Hyundai and a key to a 911. Which one are you gonna pick? Which one are you gonna pick? But then, he, of, of course, he's like, "Well, the, it costs a hundred thousand dollars more than the Hyundai." I know. Yeah. No, th- it's true, but <laughs> it's, it's it's not. It's, they're not comparable, right? No, they're in a different segment, and it, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, all right. So um, there was a normal thing in history I wanted to hit right before we get into news. Okay. Um, this is a little story I wanted to read you. This happened in nineteen on this day in nineteen ninety two. 18-year-old Michelle Knapp is watching a television in her parents' living room in New York when she hears a thunderous crash in the driveway. Alarmed, she runs outside to investigate. What she found was startling, to say the least. A sizable hole in the rear of her car, an orange 1980 Chevy Malibu. A matching hole in the gravel driveway beneath the car, and in the (laughs) hole, the culprit, what looked like an ordinary bowling ball-sized rock. It was extremely heavy for its size, size, weighing about 28 pounds. Shaped like a football and warm to the touch. Also, it smelled vaguely of rotten eggs. The next day, a curator of the American Museum of Natural History confirmed the object was a genuine meteorite. <laughs> yep. So she, her car, uh, while her meteorites, poor Malibu. <laughs> while meteorites are fairly common, a meteorite hitting a car is not. A car is, after all, a very small object on a very large planet. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah. Eventually, the famous meteorite was sold to a collector and two fossil dealers who broke it into smaller chunks and sold those to a handful of other collectors and museums. The car, meanwhile, sold for ten thousand dollars to Lang's Fossils and Meteorites in Cranford, New Jersey. So that's probably more than the car was ever worth. I was going to say. So <laughs> that's really kind of cool. That they bought the car just because that yeah. happened. Yeah. So I I wouldn't have kept it with a big giant hole in it. So no, good. I would much rather have the ten thousand yeah. dollars for an eighty Malibu. All right, let's get into some news. Okay, uh, we scour the web for cool auto news so you don't have to. Bum 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 bum. bum. All right, what do we got? You go first. Okay, these links aren't working, so I'm copy copying. Paste. Bum 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 bum. You don't have to do that before every. I know, everything but I'm you stalling, Chris. That's called vamping. Or do you want me to do it for you since my internet's actually loading? Bum, 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 bum. No, here we go. All right. So uh, a thief in Lake City, Florida, stole a Krispy Kreme van loaded with, of course, dozens of delicious Krispy Kreme treats on Tuesday. Uh, the thief made it roughly 300 miles. That's actually a ways. That's a long ways. That's a ways to take a stolen Krispy Kreme where, van. Where are you taking the donuts that you're needing to go 300 miles away? Well, he took it to the Crest Lake Park in Clearwater when law enforcement officers located the stolen van. Uh, <laughs> Clearwater officers contacted the store from which the van was stolen. The manager there was kind enough to donate the very special cargo from the recovered van to the police department. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure made their day being cops. The officers saved some donuts for themselves, of course, uh, before handing out the rest to local homeless population. Oh. The police are still searching for the van thief. That's all I need to read. That's that's, that's a that's great all story. You need. That's all you need. There's a there's a good photo of all of the uh, all the cops eating donuts. With the donuts, of course. Um, the next one is man who loves drifting builds drift driveway around his house angers <laughs> wife. <laughs> 
Um, when car enthusiasts envision their dream house, it's blah, blah, blah. Originally from Japan, this guy moved to Hamilton, New Zealand in 2007, where he continued his studies and spent time competing in drift competitions. He said that he had loved drifting ever since he learned how to drive and had been actively involved in motorsports for years. One day, while attending a car event, inspiration for what would eventually transpire at a home that he hadn't even purchased yet suddenly hit him. A few years ago, I attended the Leadfoot Festival in Hahe, where the races took place at Kiwi Motorsports. That inspired me a lot. So when I came back, I started planning on how I had to have my own drifting track at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't dreamt of this? I Yeah. According to the 37-year-old mechanic, land in Japan is not only scarce, but it's also very expensive. When he stumbled across a New Zealand property at a former employee's housewarming party in 2013, he knew that he had to purchase it. For the sum of $178,000, he had purchased the home and began construction of the 425-foot drift track. Terrell, okay. He wasn't worried about the neighbors either, as most folks around the cul-de-sac neighborhoods were all car lovers, car lovers, including his former boss. Who in their right mind builds a racetrack around your own house, his wife told him. I thought you were going to say who builds their house across from their boss. <laughs> also not good. <laughs> but later went on to mention that she enjoys playing on the track with her two daughters. It's really good for the kids. So I guess she wasn't as upset as the article <laughs> led us to believe. But congrats to this guy. I mean, I think that's every... If I won the Mega Billions, that's, that's, that's what, what I would be doing. Well, you didn't, yeah. so... Did anyone right. win it? Yeah, somebody won. Oh, yeah, it wasn't me. They split it up between like three people or okay. something like that. So uh, you may have seen this. The BBC has announced two new hosts for its long-running Top Gear series, replacing the former friend star Matt LeBlanc, who I kind of liked, and uh, the fan favorite Rory Reed. Uh, this is, of course, another round of changes uh, after the wake of the uh, Clarkson, Hammond, and May era, um, and. Uh, I mean, it, it goes on to talk about why fired or why Clarkson got fired because he. Do we know anything about these guys? Does it say? No, so that's what I'm getting here. Uh, McGinnis is a vastly popular English comedian, and he said of his new role, getting the Top Gear gig is a real honor, and I'm thrilled the BBC to have given me this opportunity. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then the former English cricket captain Flintoff told the BBC, "It's not often you have the chance to do both of your dream jobs." But now I'm lucky enough to say, "So we'll he's have. some he's some so he's famous a, cricket player." He's from a England. cricket player. Okay, that's not going to play well. Guys, a One nice thing about Top Gear is it played to a world audience. Right. This no one's going to be like, "Wow, it's whatever his face is, the cricket player." Yeah, I don't think anybody. No, I agree. I yeah, I don't like it. All right, next on the list, uh, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. I know, hey, by the way, we thought um, Grand Tour was gone, right? Yeah. They're filming again. No. Yes. Really? Yes, they are filming again. I'm excited. Again. Okay. So it's been confirmed that a season three is coming, and there's Clarkson has posted some photos of uh, Nissan GTR with cameras on it and stuff. Oh, so, I thought they got canceled by Amazon. I don't know any more details than that, but they are. I wonder if they're going to do just like their own kind of webisode thing. Why not? They've got enough money to do it. No and kidding. That makes me happy. Absolutely. Is the obviously the best car show out there, even though it was up and down. I thought the second season was really good. Right. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, according to a recent trademark filing with UK Intellectual Property Office, independent Italian sports car builder De Tommaso might be making a comeback. Yes. The niche car maker, which is responsible for the popular Pantera, closed up in 2004. According to Reddit, the trademark was filed on August 10th, but was hold, just hold recently on. uncovered. They were around since 2004? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Okay. I, what are they, I don't know of anything they were doing in I don't in think they were doing anything, but I guess they were incorporated until then? Yeah, so that's there's a really long article, blah, 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 history of the Pantera anyway. But I just want everybody to know that 
the Pantera might be coming back in some new form or shape. And this is all this stuff is kind of a product of like everybody's looking back. Oh, absolutely. And how great things were. And they're looking at everything now and how much it sucks because <laughs> everything now is just a bunch of crossovers, <laughs> hybrids, autonomous electric vehicles. Right. So everybody's looking back like what was cool? Well, the Pantera was really cool. Yes. So it was. let's let's make another Italian one of those. Italian styling, American muscle. Yep. I yep. really like those. Yeah, they're cool for sure. Um, so next on the list, the US spec 2019 BMW M, th- oh, sorry, not M3, BMW 3 Series debuts without a manual transmission. Mm-hmm. So we're back to this. I'm not even going to read this, but it does say that there will be no manual transmission option on the 2019 3 Series. Yeah. So that's Audi is out on a manual transmission. Right. BMW on the 3 Series. I think the Golfs will still have one available. I'm sure they will. But it's just... And so then I want to go to this article um, (laughs) as a pairing. It's kind of like... It's great. um, BMW has insisted the 2019 3 Series will be a return to form for the benchmark sports sedan. And no one's more confident than BMW research and development chief Klaus. In fact, Klaus is fed up with automotive media claiming BMW's old cars are better machines. Australian publication motoring Australian publication motoring reported Tuesday that the R&D boss said the G20 series G20 generation 3 series. Wow, we're, we're at G20. We're not in we're, yeah. we're not on E anymore. We're just a G. I don't never got their nomenclatures. I don't either. Driving dynamics were of utmost importance to them and he added I do not want to hear that shit anymore. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of uh, everybody saying the old cars were better. And then they go ahead and uh, don't include a manual transmission on their car. So yeah. Sorry, Klaus, or yeah. whoever he was. Sorry, sorry, Klaus. Yes. Um, yeah. So. Uh, also in news, uh, Sears. This is sad. This is, is sad. No longer. Sears. Rest in peace, Sears. <laughs> Sears has, well, they might, I don't know what's going to happen. They may restructure and come back, but yeah, they filed bankruptcy. And they also, I didn't realize they sold off their Craftsman brand a couple of years ago, actually. Right. Where, where did they get sold to? I don't remember. Because I know they still carried at Kmart. Mm. Because I had to stop there to get a screwdriver for the for the golf. Because I lowered the golf and then I drove out to Road America. Okay. And the head, once it got dark, the headlights were pointed at the ground because it's got like adjusters. Yeah. For it's like when you go over bumps or whatever, the headlights go up and down. So I had to go into Kmart, which is the only place I could find in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, and got a screwdriver from there, which they had no almost no Craftsman stuff anymore. Huh. So it's it's not surprising. So it looks like um, Stanley and Black and Decker. Purchased it, and now they're going to be sold through uh, Lowe's, actually. Lowe's is going to sell Craftsman. They that's, probably already do. Yep, that's my understanding. I wonder if it has the same warranty, where it's like, just I bring sure it in. I sure hope so, because they were, they're not like your top, top tier tools, but it was so great that they had just a warranty on them. Yep. It was no questions just, asked. Yep. Bring them in. Do you think I can bring my screwdrivers in after my dogs chewed on them? Probably not, but if you broke the tips off, you probably could. So I, I should think. break all the tips off and then bring them yeah, in. Yeah, put them in a vice. I break, like this idea break off the a screw, lot. Break off the tips of your $6 screwdriver. Every single screwdriver that's laying there, the dog comes by, takes it, and runs off into the yard and starts chewing on it, and then I can't find my screwdriver... And then it's all chewed upon. Well, maybe you should get wooden-handled screwdrivers. and Then they'd be digested. <laughs> that would not help our situation at all. So uh, last segment here before we wrap up, bringing back one of my favorites is the Craigslist Car of the Week. I hope you have this link saved somehow. I do, and I just sent you photos. This actually worked okay. perfect so that you couldn't uh, look at it. <laughs> For sale <laughs> oh from God. North Vancouver. Oh, my Snow God. Snowcat Limo. 
For oh. sale, Snowcat oh. Limo SV250 Bombardier Snowcat combined with a 1989 Caddy Stretch Limo. Last used two years ago. I wonder how could you not use this every winter? So it's literally an 80s stretched Cadillac limo on tracks. So if you don't know what a snowcat is, it's basically those groomers they use on all the ski hills. Look at the look at the exhaust that runs down the side above the tracks. He's got like a little Oh, he's got like lakes pipes on it, basically. Yeah, so it goes all the way down the side above the tracks. This thing is so sweet, Chris. <laughs> you only want six grand for it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, the posting has expired, so maybe it's... It uh, might have sold. Maybe it's not but available I anymore. I don't even remember how I came across this, and I was like, we need to feature this thing. It's so great. All right. Well, that's fine. We'll post it. We'll post it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's exactly the, I don't know. That's the, that is Craigslist Car of the Week for sure. Yeah. We should definitely bring bring that back. Yes. So. Um, with that, be sure to check us out on Patreon, as we mentioned, and be sure to uh, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook and share your questions with us, your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Take care, guys. We'll see you soon.